The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is Angel Talk with me, your host, Rachel Corpus. Let's journey together as we talk to your angels, guides, and loved ones who have crossed over. Are you ready to hear what Spirit has to say? Welcome to Angel Talk. Welcome, everyone, to this episode of Angel Talk. I'm so glad that you are with me today because today I think is going to resonate with so many of you who are ready, truly ready to start dreaming about creating a spiritually based business. So this week I have as a guest, a friend slash client slash colleague who is a light worker. She is a natural born intuitive and she has taken the leap to create a life that right now is balanced between what we might call a day job and growing her spiritually based business. And I know so many of you want to know what that process looks like. Are you able to do that? First of all, yes, you are. And I'm praying that you get some good inspiration and information today about how to do that. So I'd like to welcome my guest. This is Kristen Lightworker. Welcome, Kristen. Thank you so much, Rachel. It's a pleasure to be on here. I'm so excited. Me too. I'm so appreciative that you've taken the time to do this. First thing we got to talk about is your name change. So like on my screen here, (laughs) and when we email... You have a different last name and you chose to change your name. Can we start there? Tell me about that. (laughs) Yeah. So I wanted to obviously begin my spiritual based business um, two years ago. Now I'm going on my second year and it was a whole evolution within my soul. I've always been, um, like you said, a natural born intuitive. I've had experiences with spirit ever since I was a little girl and I was also a military brat. So moving around, um, growing up, I always thought it was just kind of normal for a lot of places to feel kind of haunted or I could sense spirit. And as I grew up, I evolved, right? And um, I kind of pushed that down. And over the past seven years has really been this awakening again of my gifts. And I knew this was so purposed. I used to call it a slap in the face, kind of a spiritual slap in the face, so to speak, when I knew spirit was trying to get my attention. And I really 
developed um, my gift again with communicating and allowing that in. And I kept asking myself, what is that? What am I doing? I would have this sense of a knowing of um, just reaching out, of tapping in. And I would just feel like it's just light. I'm just being lifted by light. And then I learned of light work and what that word really stood for. And when I finally decided, and I want to say kudos to Rachel, because with my reading with her, she gave me the confidence to step out (laughs) before 2020. And when I did that, I said, I'm really changing myself. I am shedding um, this scared version of trying to not show who I truly am, because we're here to be who we are supposed to be. We're here to be on our light path. And that's something that I've always learned. And so the word light has always stuck with me. And I don't always do just one thing. Um, And light work comes in so many different forms. It even comes as just a form of kindness, right? Of just being kind and loving to each other um, and feeling empathic with one another. And so when I decided to come out, I said, I'm not just going to come out as Kristen McAllister, right? I wouldn't come out as Kristen Lightwork, because that's truly who I am. That's my full belief of what I do. And that's the title that I give it. It's Lightwork, right? And that's why I changed my name. And that was a true um, soul evolution moment um, of saying, yeah, I'm going to be Kristen Lightwork now. And this is what I'm going to really go by. And this is who I'm evolving more into. So that's why. It's so amazing to me because I imagine when you made that decision, that's like you saying to the universe, all right, I'm taking the reins here. This is what's going to happen, even though you're still discovering the what it is, right? But you're saying, I believe in myself so much that I'm going to declare this by changing my name. And I, that just gives me chills. I love it so much. I, you, I wrote you. a couple of things down that you said that I want to just repeat because I know when you said them, people got goosebumps. You said <laughs> that sometimes you get a sense of knowing that yeah. is glad you said that because many people ask us, right? Well, how do you, how do you know that you're getting information? How do you know you're correct? How does it work? And most of doing this work is just knowing because you know, you have this sense of knowing, right? Right. Completely, completely. And it's trusting that is, is the lessons, right? That's where it goes to the scaling it up is trusting, learning to trust that knowing. For sure. That's so major is trusting yourself, trusting spirit, building your faith and deciding what Mm -hmm. you're building that faith in. Is it creator? Is it spirit? Is it you yourself? That's huge. The other thing that really caught my ear is you use the words coming out. And that's really what Mm -hmm. this is because we as spiritual people who have decided to live boldly as spiritual people in this lifetime, loud and proud and colorful, it is (laughs) a type of coming out. And so here's my invitation for everybody listening. As you hear Kristen's story today, I want you to put yourself in the emotional or spiritual space of your own coming out. Start imagining what it could be like for you to begin this journey as well, because you're ready, you can do it. And sometimes it's really peaceful to hear other people's story first. So you can just wrap your mind around it. So I hope that happens for you today. Uh, Kristen, would you take a moment to just explain to us a little bit about your gifting? 
Yeah, so I definitely am intuitive. Um, it is that sense of knowing for me, um, or what we would say is like clairsentient, right? I am very strongly more in that. So what that looks like, um, like when I have a client necessarily is I kind of already get this energetic sense before they, whether they walk through my door or I'm connecting on Zoom of their own energy. So I essentially am using my um, clairsentience. So I'm using my knowingness. I'm allowing that to be open. And I usually when I open up, I'm either seeing visuals as well at times. I'm hearing things. Um, I actually hear things a lot more than I see things. And I want to kind of emphasize that because not everybody channels the same way, but that doesn't mean it's not unique to you, right? So for me, um, I've also always been a person of divination. I've done divination before I even knew what it was, <laughs> which is just nuts to me. Um, and I'm a huge ancestral buff. So I use runes because I know that's part of my ancestry. Um, I also know that one of my great, 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 great grandmothers um, used to be a seer in the Chattanooga mountains and she used to use pendulum. So I also use a pendulum. And I use tarot and oracle cards as well, but I use multiple decks to give more specific detail. And I don't necessarily always read the card for exactly the definition. I also hone in intuitively and energetically. So it seems like my aura and um, my team of light, I ask them to bring in my client's team of light with us. And I just allow anything to come in, to come in. And I kind of look at it as I may not know what symbols mean. I may not know what a word means, right? One time I heard the word bunny and I said it to a client and what she didn't realize was her dad used to be called bunny as a little kid. And the first picture she saw in a photo album of him was this picture of him by a chalkboard with the word bunny next to it and his name written over it. And it's as simple as just delivering a message. So I, I say it's like delivering spiritual mail. So I know I've kind of said a lot, but well, I don't know perfect. if I can put a word on it. Right. Because the, we all have these different senses, if you will. Yeah. Right. We'll take it to senses. And when we activate them and allow them to be open, we can adapt and bring in many different things. So that's, what I do ultimately, I just allow myself to be completely open and bring through whatever is necessary. Yeah. You just are doing a good job of showing up and asking yeah. spirit what needs to be shared today and trusting it. And you didn't know what bunny was going to mean when you said it, but you had faith to just right. say the word and it was profound for that client. It's wonderful. Okay. Right. I have a question for you. When you yeah. talk about divination, can you explain that to our mm -hmm. listeners? What does that mean for you? What's that process? Divination to me. Um, well, that's definitely something that I use the term divination as far as it's a tool that can help us connect to the light and communicate with, um, I say our team of light, but also the spiritual realm. But I always ask to be cloaked within white divine light. And I ultimately look at it as spiritual tools. So that to me are like my runes. So for example, runes, um, they come from the Nordic ancestry actually, but many different um, civilizations, I'm not really good with obviously the years, but many different civilizations had different forms of um, 
divination. And runes was something that um, the Druids would use, if you've heard of the Druids, right? And they would throw these, at the time they were sticks, they would have markings on them for a different symbol. They would throw them to see um, when ships were going to come in at times back in that time period. They would throw them to see what the um, farming was going to be like, you know, so they could prepare the village that they were near. So when I think of divination, I think of that sense. And so what they would do is they would throw those sticks, like I said, and then they would see which signs were there. They would ask for the gods or, you know, the universe ultimately to show them that symbolism. And that's what I look at divination. It's a form of connecting solely with my light, my angelic realm, um, and allowing for any light messages to come in and to use that with different tools. So that's pendulums. Um, that can be obviously the tarot cards, oracle decks, um, runes. There's many different forms. And actually, we can even use, um, you know, not even just a necessarily spiritual tool, right? Anything can totally be um, a form of, of divination, but it's your intention as well of when you're using those tools. And that's why it's so important to practice um, boundaries and clearing things, right? You know what I'm talking about. I love how you said that you begin by surrounding yourself in white light. You begin with protection. I think that is key oh, for yeah. everybody, especially when we're using divination tools. Now we're not really talking about Ouija board. We're talking about, which no judgment no use the Ouija board, I would just no, tell you, right. be careful, right? But you're using tools that are allowing you to communicate within the light to help other people. Um, and mm -hmm. do you suppose when you utilize runes that your actual ancestors are popping in to help you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. My ancestry, just me digging into my ancestry, Rachel, was a sign of spirit. And I know that with that sign and with these huge discoveries I've made with my ancestry, um, I know they were the ones leading me to these divination tools. I've actually had dreams of them leading me to a certain tool. And then I'd walk into a spiritual shop and it would be almost exactly as I pictured it. So absolutely they are. Oh, oh, that just, I love that so much. So there's a clue for all of you listening that if you're wondering about what divination tool might be well-suited for you, first of all, have fun and practice. You can get on YouTube and watch people yeah. practicing with different tools. You can really research, but get into your ancestry. If your ancestry is from a certain part of the world at a certain time, research what was spirituality like then? What what did they utilize? I mean, in, in my one of my ancestries, and I think this is a different I think this is past life for me. Actually, there's a lot of reading of tea leaves. And I always think I need to learn how to do that because that. it's in me somewhere. And I have ancestors yeah. that will come through and help me do that if I want. Oh, yeah. And I know something so about you. I absolutely agree. Yeah, I, I know something yeah. about you. You are multidimensional, <laughs> which you and I talked a little bit about yes. this before we hit record because yeah. I really want to present this show in a way that the words we use, everybody gets it. Multidimensional kind of teeters on what the heck is that? Um, but my response mm -hmm. to you as a multidimensional person, like when I'm sitting with you, I realize that there's information that's being shared with me about you, for you, through you from different lifetimes all at once different mm -hmm. facets all at once. Yeah. Would you say that's correct? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Rachel. Like 
literally you every time. I mean, and this is also, you know, to you as well, like Rachel's gift is so amazing. And I love connecting and having a reading with her um, because she's so, she is so of light, which I think all of your listeners know that, but literally, I mean, within two years from the last reading to this year, um, you said that then, and you said that there, and, and I've had all these growth periods where it's like, oh my gosh, I felt that. And she's <laughs> called out listeners. Rachel has, has literally said dreams that I've had and visuals that I've had of these other dimensions that I've been in. And it's so, it's so real. And it comes into our life in many different ways, but absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm grateful that, that we've, we've been able to find each other. And we know that that's on purpose. There's some, we have a contract together. There's some divine presence there that are pulling us together. And it's really nice of you to say that about me because I don't know if you feel this way, but I look at myself and I think, why me? I'm kind of a jerk. I, it's just me. I don't really recognize myself as being a really smart or talented person. And yet I show up and I can do these things. And so it's always nice to hear Mm -hmm. people say that because I think, wow, are they really talking about me? (laughs) So, you know, I'm grateful that I yes. can work with you on yes. this journey. And I know that you're going to be walking with me as well, which feels amazing. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. I'd like to pivot and talk a little bit about Mm -hmm. how you are balancing, I call it day job, even though sometimes a day job happens at night, how you balance earning a paycheck from somebody else and growing a business. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, um, absolutely. So that was, it's definitely still, right. It's still a nerve wracking thing because I definitely am. I'm still a full-time working accountant. And um, it's also that in itself is a balance because I'm very in such a logical numbers driven, um, you know, there's always an explanation job to then wanting to build my spiritual business at home. And I'm also still a mom and a wife. And so dealing with that balance, I had to tell myself that I was making this a priority. And that Mm. was where also Kristen Lightwork came in because I felt it so strongly. I kept getting these signs that like, like for example, the place that I work, um, which I love them so much. They know who I am. They know what I do, you know, behind closed doors. They know I am a spiritual intuitive that does readings um, and they support it. And how amazing is that? Because they allow me to be the freedom of who I am, even at work. And one of the things with that job, I knew it was divine to get because they called me at 11 on 11, 11, um, November, 11, 11 at 11, 11. I didn't think I would get this job. I got this job spiritually divine. Well, with this job as well, I have amazing support system and we are also a great company we have a little flexibility too so that made it really great and a great um how do i want to say this like atmosphere 
for me to feel like I could be Kristen at work, be the responsible, logical, you know, numbers thinking gal there, but also be able to be myself still spiritually and build the spiritual business on the side. Now that feels hard at times. I won't lie because of the stress, you know, you have a stressful day at work. And so you really have to make sure that before you do anything spiritually after your work, um, you're clear, you're releasing things, you're carrying any grudges of the day with you. And um, it's a balancing act of priorities still. So it's really making sure that you feel like you have enough time to still be you. Because a lesson that I've learned um, doing this is I can't help others if I also don't help myself, right? And that's refilling that energetic cup. I think anyone that starts out and really wants to grow their gift in a professional aspect um, wants to go, go, go. And we want that success like right now, right? But that's not what it is. And really the growth of your business in itself is a spiritual lesson in itself. That's how I've been taking this is if I'm going to live my spiritual path, my decisions also have to be spiritually led and what feels good and what feels right. And that to me is monitoring my time, making sure I have scheduled days that I do readings, scheduled days that I have nothing to do. So that's time for me and my family. And I am taking it step by step. And the big key, and this is like even a a thing that I'm saying for March in general, um, but whenever you listen to this really, but this month, you know, it's about moving forward and March, let's march forward. And any little step is still a step forward. So don't be afraid to secretly or openly build something passionate for on the side. Don't be afraid to put your passion and yourself as a priority at times. And that doesn't have to be all the time, especially if you have multiple responsibilities, but to put yourself first a little bit. And business for me and me being Kristen Lightwork was that and putting my purpose and my discovery of my purpose first right now. It doesn't necessarily come before my family, but I know it's such a purpose and priority for me that I just had to take that step. And it was like standing at the edge of a great big diving board and your stomach is just up in your chest and you're so nervous to jump off. But you just know, I'm going to say the knowing again, you just have this knowing that there's a bigger purpose inside of you. And you got to take that step. You got to take that jump, whether it's a belly flop or a swan dive, at least you tried, at least you experienced it. And I'm a comeback person. And I always feel like lessons and failures are really just purpose to help you come back up to help you build back up to help you see the flaws and move forward again. And so that's how I've done it with this spiritual business. And that's what I'd say to anybody is any little step is still a step in the right direction. Don't feel like you have to have a huge million things together before you can go and saying like, Oh, you know, next year will be the right time. Well, you never know. And Rachel, you are someone that actually you, you told me, you said, just do it. Just, just put yourself out there. And if you don't get, I think it was like five um, messages or five likes within 10 minutes, then, you know, use it for what, but just put yourself out there. And I did, you know, and spirit and you led me to really feeling like I could take that jump. Sometimes we just need that little push. And if you're on the fence, but you have that knowing and you've done all this work, why do we hold on to it? That work is supposed to be shared. You got to put yourself out there and just share it. Well, and the more you share your work and you discover who you are, 
you have this better sense of wholeness where before as a spiritual, you know, intuitive that was keeping it quiet, you were showing up as a percentage of yourself, right? Or it was compartmentalized. Here's work me, here's mama me. Oh, here's intuitive me. And you have really created a way to infuse your intuition and your gifting into all aspects of your life, which is so brave and it can be done. I want to ask you, have you ever encountered someone, whether that's in your client work or a day job who did not validate you and didn't believe in what you were doing? And if so, how did you handle that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, I feel like that comes with it, but here's how I handle that. And here's how I handle anyone like, like that in general is we're all here on our own soul journey. And I don't take it super critical of myself. If anything, I just think I know at some point, possibly if it's within their journey, they'll, they'll experience this again and they'll understand. But until then, maybe my purpose was to be this person in front of them. But I, I truly believe that, um, you know, I've, I've had like a family member even, right. I've had a family member that's really disagreed and, um, is very, very, very religious. And I'm actually, you know, I actually resonate as a Christian. I am a Christian. I was baptized six different times in my life. (laughs) And the one thing I can tell you is that's how I found spirit was the Holy spirit. I felt Holy spirit in so many different churches in my life. And so I understood why my family member was like, Oh no, you know, like this is, you might be going down and you know, this is so bad and blah, blah, blah. But she didn't understand what it was like in, in my shoes as a healer and to give healing, to help when we help others and help others see their light. That's my purpose. And I do that with Heavenly Father's light. I do that with the universe's support. I do that with our angel support. And we all can, right? But I honestly wish them luck um, and I wish them well and I wish them blessings. I always respond with like, I'm so grateful for you because you're concerned and I sense that love and I sense where you're coming from. I completely appreciate it, but don't worry, but I appreciate it. Don't worry, but I will be worry. fine. Yeah. I you know, yeah. I just kind of send them love because I think sometimes they say that to trigger a little bit and the biggest thing you can do when you're of light is to just still wish light upon someone that just doesn't really have it with them right now. It's to just yes, wish always well. light. There is an infinite amount of light that you are made of. We are made of, and we never run out of that. There isn't ever a deficit. So that's a beautiful yeah. response. Just send light. I sometimes will I've, I've had the family thing happen and it, and it is hard. And I wanted to ask you about that because I know when people are thinking about their coming out, telling people Mm -hmm. that, you know, I'm a psychic or, uh, you know, whatever the gifting is, something that holds them back is, well, what about the people I grew up with? What about my family? What are people going to think of me? Mm -hmm. And they'll stay in that closet for too long when they could be sharing their light. And so I love that beautiful response. Just recognize that's where they are send them light. And sometimes I say to people, whether it's in front of my bathroom mirror, when I'm thinking through how it felt to see that comment on Facebook, or when somebody said something to me, or sometimes it's to them, I will say, thank you for being so brave to share Mm -hmm. your thoughts with me because they are being very brave. And 
you know, the way that they're loving me in that moment gets a little bit mixed up in their fear, but I know that it is love. And then I just kind of step out of it because it's not me. That conversation is done. And I just keep, like you said, sending the light, just keep giving the light. And we probably have a couple people in our life or more that are going to question what we're doing, especially because so much of our life is on social media that, you know, I always notice that when I'm, I don't really post much on my personal Facebook page. I have a business page and I have that on purpose because on my personal page, those are teachers I had growing up. Those are former students. Those are my parents' friends. And Mm -hmm. there will come a point where I will post more things on that personal page because that's who I am. But honestly, I'm still that little girl sometimes thinking, oh, I didn't pay attention to this for a long time because I didn't want to be weird. And now I'm so out, out of the box with it. So, you know, we're all on that, all on that journey and you have done such an amazing job saying yes. I mean, that's really the start of all this. Kristen, you were born with these gifts. You've had them from the very beginning and before that and other lifetimes, but had you not said yes, your life would be Mm -hmm. a total different story right now. And so Mm -hmm. people listening you just got to say, yes, I'm willing. And then develop in what, whatever pace yeah. you're supposed to develop. Sometimes we look at people who are, you know, ultra polished and ultra famous. And we think, oh, well, that's not me. So what I'm doing isn't valid. Mm-mm. Everybody's different, right? Everybody's right. path is different. 100%. If people want to have a session with you, can you tell us a little bit about what they can expect? And you talked about your gifting a little bit before, but... How about mm-hmm. someone is contacting you because they want your spiritual guidance? What are some of the things they could do with you? Yeah, um, well, with spiritual guidance and and going to me as a client, um, coming to me as a client, I'm sorry, I actually like to tap in ahead of time. So that's where I say like with my energy, I can kind of sense what someone's going to be coming into me with and I connect with their spirit guides first. I do that. And I actually pull the cards a lot of the times first. I actually do a whole spread to be honest before I even see my client for the purpose of validation, for the purpose of me bringing messages directly from spirit, not biased by the client. Although we will still go over if I don't touch on anything um, that they really want to come to me about, they will still go over and I'll allow questions, of course. But a lot of the times it seems like spirit brings through exactly what someone is really needing to, to hear and know and feel. And that's what I do. So a lot of the times in my readings, my clients will just be like, what? Because this is stuff that we're just not communicating back and forth on. And it's more not necessarily me. It's their team of light. It's their spirit guides. It's their loved ones. I'm just allowing myself to be open. Um, I also do uh, definitely have people that I connect with that I just help reach their own light work potential, you know, and I help them feel okay, not having this sort of, oh, I'm too scared to cross the line, you know, when you are like really knowing you have a purpose to dive into a certain curiosity, but you're too afraid of the stigma. I love helping people get over that and see that this is, if it's for them, it's okay to go as well. So yeah, that's kind of what that is with me. And um, I just, I absolutely love doing this work. It's been such a huge uplifting to me once I finally said yes. 
So definitely saying yes to your purpose, you know, you know, that's why you can't let it go. That's why you can't let something go is you just know there is a purpose there for you. And um, it's so empowering when you do that. And so that's what I now want to do with anyone is just help uplift them, help empower them to see the light within them, help them get through fear blocks and push forward back onto their light path, which is their purpose of why they're here um, to get them back on track. And that comes in also looking into like, what's going on in your week? What do we have coming up? Do we need to be more frugal with our money this week? Um, is there big purchases that we can see coming in? So that's really what it's more about. It's definitely like a seer experience is what I like to say. I love being people's seers. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. So you kind of blend the big stuff, the light working, their potential with some of the everyday stuff, um, the practical things like bank account. And I'm sure people ask you about romance and things like that a lot as well. (laughs) That's lovely. And how can people get a hold of you for a session? Yeah. Um, So I have a Facebook and an Instagram account. I don't have an official website yet, but it's coming. But um, you can find me at just Kristen Lightwork. So it's K-R-I-S-T-E-N Lightwork, L-I-G-H-T-W-O-R-K. And um, you can reach out to me on either one of those platforms, or they can email me at KristenLightwork at gmail.com. Wonderful. And if you're are wanting to get a hold of Kristen and you want to get a hold, you want to do it through me, you can always send me a message. Hey, I want to get in touch with Kristen and I'm happy to share that information with you as well. So I know a lot of you listening have a way to get a hold of me quickly. You're welcome to say, Hey, how do I talk to Kristen? And I'll give you her information as well. Um, if you don't mind, I would like to close this by pulling yeah. a card for you, Kristen. Would you allow me to do that for you? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so excited. (laughs) A reminder to everybody listening that spirit is limitless. So as I choose this card for Kristen, it is also for me and for you. No matter when you listen to this episode, it's going to be the right message at the right time. So here we go. I am using the Law of Attraction deck by Amy Zerner and Monty Faber. It is 36 oracle cards to guide you to wealth and prosperity. And sitting with this deck and Kristen's beautiful light-filled energy, I chose the card flow, F-L-O-W, flow. Riches flow into my life in many ways and from many directions. And I hear spirits say, riches for Kristen could be anything. We are so thankful that she sees abundance everywhere in the clouds, in the flowers, in the bank account, in the colors. And it is a reminder that when we say yes to our purpose, when we say yes to who we are, we are stepping into a flow of all good things. We are aligning with our soul purpose, with our life purpose. We are aligning with the love of the universe. And so the card today for you and for everyone listening is flow. Step into the flow. How lovely. I love that. Oh my gosh. It's so perfect. I absolutely love that. That is literally such a perfect card for me too, because I'm always like, go with the flow. So with the flow. good, good. 
Well, darlings, if you'd like to get a hold of me, you can visit my website, rachelcorpus.com. Remember, that's corpus spelled like Corpus Christi, rachelcorpus.com. On Facebook, at Rachel Corpus Angel Communicator. Instagram, The Angel Counselor. And please take a minute to subscribe to this podcast. Share it with people who might be interested. This in itself is a cool way to listen to some spiritual ideas, see how they sit with you with headphones in. Nobody knows you're even listening. So go ahead, share this with people. I really want people to hear these beautiful stories and these messages as a way to brighten your life. And if you have not heard this today or lately, hear me say from the universe and from the angels, you are loved. I love you. And we'll see you next time. You've been listening to Angel Talk with me, Rachel Corpus, angel communicator and psychic medium. If you'd like to connect, visit my website, rachelcorpus.com. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.